0: Welcome to the CHGO White Sox podcast, coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, the full CHGO White Sox crew, we got Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And the man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. Follow him at Eknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Today we're gonna to be talking about the unfair postseason. The poor Atlanta Braves with all those home runs they hit. They're just they didn't get a, a fair enough break. Uh, and it's really sad that they're gonna be down one-nothing. And we've all heard that you know you can't come back from a one-nothing deficit. So poor Atlanta uh, sucks to see them out of the playoffs. We'll talk about that. We'll also go into your diehard questions. And maybe talk about Oscar
2: Colos, but also we might not. Wow. That was high pitched, Sean. Maybe.
1: Maybe. <laughs>
2: the dog the dogs listening right now just got a very special <laughs> shout out just for them. I I'm a dog lover. <laughs> what can I say? Uh and uh Sarah Victor's producing us uh today. Was Hi. It, I Hello? She's doing the whole herb. Hello, drop in thing real quick. He does it high though. They That's hit nice. it and quit it. Yeah, <laughs> this is pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, all right, let's get into the playoffs. Um,
0: what have you guys made of the playoffs? Before we start talking about the unfairness, do you guys have any thoughts that like, oh wow, you know, 2-0 sweeps in the first wild card round, like all four teams swept, and then you kind of see, you know, the the start that I guess not Houston got off to because they won their their first one, but Philadelphia. Uh, jumped out and got to a one nothing lead. I mean, what'd you, did you make of anything it, before of all this uh, discussion?
2: I mean, I think it counts as surprising, right? I mean, yeah. some of these teams were absolutely unstoppable, it seemed, during the regular season, particularly Atlanta, who you've brought up. And how about the L.A. Dodgers, too? Uh, these are two teams that obviously, you know, not perfect. Certainly the Dodgers have had pitching problems all year, but hasn't seemed to bother them, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they just go on and win and, and roll through everything. The D-backs, as great a year as they had, as exciting of a, of a season as they produced – we're so many games back of, uh, of the Dodgers uh, when the regular season ended. But here you go, one game, and they can show uh, what can happen in one game in baseball. So I think uh, the lesson, obviously, is wait till the end of the series before freaking out. But... This certainly counts as surprising because, boy, the Braves looked like one of those teams that was just going to be absolutely untakedownable. They had their their big number one pitcher on the mound, and uh, the Phillies looked good. So, hey, it, it was entertaining. Uh, I watched, I think, three of the four games on Saturday, and really, uh, you know, most two of the ones that I watched the the Houston game and the the Philly game were 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 good ones. They were entertaining entertaining ball games, and that's really all you can ask for right now.
1: I'm surprised by all the sweeps in the first round, the wild card round. I was thinking that the Milwaukee Brewers were a little tougher than they are. And I know uh, having your top pitcher, one of your top pitchers out was a uh, detriment to them. But the D-backs went in there and took care of business. And that was good to see, you know, my D-backs. Um, actually, Padres, but then I'll dial and shift the D-backs. Um, Phillies, they look like they're a force to be reckoned with. And winning the first game in Atlanta was a huge thing for them. Um and then now we got the Texas Rangers, who are, I think, the prohibitive favorite when we go, going into today's games of winning the World Series because they got the 2 nothing lead over the Baltimore Orioles. So I am just shocked at the results so far, and I'm shocked at what we're about to talk about, all this complaining going on in this playoff format.
0: I mean, hey, you just see the jump out uh, that, you know— uh the the Texas Rangers get over Baltimore again Texas swept the Rays uh you see the uh lead that the Diamondbacks get uh out to over the Dodgers uh after sweeping the Brewers uh same with the uh Phillies with the the Braves as well after they swept the Marlins the only team that didn't do that were the Twins and I am very happy
2: about that but they played great yesterday yes they did and,
0: and they're not going to have Pablo Lopez pitching every single time. Uh, Herb, I know you're going to like this stat because, again, this is the greatest day of your life. It is. It's been 20 years since a pitcher has thrown seven shutout innings in Minute Maid Park. Who was the last pitcher to do it in the postseason to pitch seven innings of uh, you know, shutout ball in the postseason? Freddy Garcia.
1: On? The White Sox. 2005. Oh, October twenty sixth, two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, okay, there you go. The, the greatest day of his life. That
2: wouldn't. That wouldn't. That wouldn't be twenty years exactly, as Sean put it. But no, just, 20-ish. just yeah,
0: about. Just I about. Mean, yeah. Okay, wait, let me eighteen. Find the, yeah, be let, 18. let me. Let me find old the exact ena- it's old tweet. To vote. Yeah, let me find the exact tweet <laughs> I mean, he has to be exact. It'll
1: be right. seventeen years and like three hundred and fifty-eight <laughs> days since that game
0: happened. Okay, here is the tweet. Pablo Lopez is just one of four pitchers ever to go into Minute Maid Park and shut out the Astros for seven innings or more in a playoff game. It hadn't been done in nearly 20 years. There you go. So, my bad. I missed the word nearly. Words are
2: important, Sean. Words are very
0: important. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, last one to do it was uh, Sweaty Freddy uh, in game four of the – the world series in 2005 and not 2006 as my fat fingers tweeted out yesterday. And I was like, oh this is going to be great. I know this. Oh god. You know, this is the g- you know, this is perfect. I'll <laughs> tweet out 2005.
2: You're just you're just you're just confused cuz you figure that, you know, White Sox success means Tony La Russa is the manager winning the World Series and that's what he was in 20- 2006,
1: so there you go. Oh my god, I couldn't imagine White <laughs> Sox fans just in your mentions. Oh, you're supposed to be hosting a White Sox show. Don't even know the year they won. Well, I tweeted it from CHGO White oh Sox. Oh, my God. Even, <laughs> even worse. Uh, which is why. Oh, my God. Yeah. Noobs here at CHGO White Sox. The don't tweet even know the year they won the World Series. Well, the tweet was immediately deleted. Yeah. So don't worry. <laughs>
0: um, but uh, shout out to everyone who's joining us in the chat as well. Uh, give a thumbs up. We got eight likes already. Uh, shout out to AJ and KPW. And poor KPW, too. Uh, you know, losing to the Twins.
1: The KPW was about to give up his uh, Blue Jay fandom. Because they I mean, look so badly in that series. I don't blame them. Hey, I, I'm, I've i been very impressed
0: with the Twins pitching. Uh, but, again, like, are the Twins that much better than the White Sox? Yes. Like, is that why they're the <laughs> elephant in the room? I get the rotations that much better. like This year, yes. Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray. But, like, I mean, even then, the Twins have been hurt, too. I mean, Carlos Correa and Byron
1: Buxton haven't even been like what they paid for. But, current, uh, but Carlos Correa has raised his level of play, though. You see that play to end the game last night? Man, deep into the hole, got got up, picked the ball up after diving, and got him out by like a half a step. His defense is on par. I think he had two doubles last night. Offense was on par. He just raised his level of play. And as somebody tweeted out, it's like, there's an all-time team that you do not want to boo, and he's on that team. Like, if you go and you lustily boo him, like the White Sox boo Javier Baez— he's immediately hitting a double or a home run. That guy thrives off of adversity, thrives off of you hating him and off of vitriol, and that guy, even though I do not like him, is much better than anything the White Sox have in their infield, but only uh, Luis Robert is better than him on the whole team.
2: And, hey, he's playing in the one series right now in which no one's going to boo him. It's the one break he gets all year. He bo- No, they booed him a little bit. Why would they boo him? People boo him because of what he did with the Astros. Because he left.
1: He that's left. why they booed him he left oh boy
2: <laughs> that guy can't catch a break <laughs> i don't think he didn't you know,
0: does he need one it was sarcastic oh i know yeah. i know <laughs> <My bad>. uh <laughs> uh and uh, anyways um i'm a mess my bad did you see what happened with uh jose abreu though Carlos scurry Dicta. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, when he tagged him. Yeah, Je- second ball gets away from Jeffers and Carlos Correa's is like, "Oh, don't throw it! Don't throw it! Don't throw it!" And Jeffers throws it over, and uh Abreu's like walking into second, and then Correa just sneaks on the tag right before his foot's on the base. Just very slick. Um, yeah, Jose, I mean, still a, a White Sox, this natural White Sox, bad base <laughs> running slide. Yes, <laughs> put your feet down. Uh, yeah, I, he's he was he's been great defensively, and uh, even though he really didn't deliver in the regular season, he's been he's been great in the postseason. But I just,
1: I, no, there's no way the Twins can beat the Astros. Why not? You don't think they're so? They're going back home. I think Sonny Gray's on the bump. And they're, who are they throwing? Framber Valdez, maybe? Yes. Solid. But I would take Sonny Gray over Framber Valdez in this series coming up. Then they're up 2-1. And then I don't know who they're going to be throwing on uh, Wednesday, but I'm sure the Twins are going to be throwing somebody solid. Pablo Lopez can't really come back, but I'm sure they're going to have a better starting pitcher than what the uh, Astros are throwing out there. And that's that place, that's KPW. That place is nuts now. Absolutely on fire. It's not like Tampa where you're in the playoffs, but you only have 19,000. Twins are in the playoffs, and there's forty thousand happy Twins fans that are enjoying it because finally they won a game. Then they won a series. Now they're about to go into the ALCS with two more wins. Yeah, people are hyped there. It's the land of ten thousand rakes. I want the opposite to happen. But they've got the best. They've got
2: the best home run celebration in baseball. What is theirs? I agree. The fishing vest with the little fishing pole. Oh, yeah. Land of ten thousand rakes. Come on. <laughs> I think that's good. It's very good. I just hate that team so much. <laughs> that's fine, but it's good. Credit
0: where weird, credit's due. Weird-ass Minnesota Twins. Oh, my God. I hate them so badly. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went up two games. But, again, I mean, again, that's like, what, six innings? I don't really think that that bullpen is that impressive for the Twins. The um, back end is. I'll take I'll take Houston. I, I just... I, I Again, if, if this is really truly, like, the elephant in the room, the AL Central is a joke, like... This team's gonna to go to the ALCS.
1: You want that to happen if you're a White Sox fan, then that raises the level of competition. That raises what we're gonna be doing in the offseason because you're like, oh, our team that we're competing with went to the ALCS at minimum. If they go to the World Series, oh perfect. I love it. Cause that makes the White Sox having to raise their level of play and not just try to win the AL Central, try to win the American League because that's where the t- that's where the twins are residing at, the top of the AL. And not just at the bottom level. And I'm glad they represent the AL Central right, even though it was a crap division for the whole year. But they're out here playing ball. They're playing really good baseball with, without arguably what we would have thought their best player coming into this year, with Brian Buxton pretty much playing none of these games. Yeah. And uh, to go back to Ken Rosenthal's
0: point, or at least the point that people are bringing up, and it's mainly salty Braves fans about um, it being unfair the postseason, the new setup to. Um, Teams that win the division. Uh, This is from uh, Jolly Olive. Uh, The 2021 Braves had five days of rest between the regular season and playoffs. 2018 Red Sox had five days of rest uh, as well. Um, So I I, I don't understand the rest idea. Uh, Again, if you you brought up a point before the show about you know if they want it to be like the NCAA tournament, you know, make it the NCAA tournament. I
2: mean, it's not it's not unfair, right? No, they've got good teams playing against good teams play better if you if you think that you're you, you know if you're mad that you're losing play better though <laughs> the, the orioles didn't the orioles walk 11 guys yesterday or something mm-hmm. like yes. that like don't Co- do that
0: Corey Seager walked i think more than the entire white Sox did it yesterday times. uh in 2023
2: right if you're upset that you're losing in the playoffs play better that's the that's the that's the be all end all of it now do i agree though that the playoffs as currently constructed are not rewarding the best team in baseball throughout a 162-game season? Yeah, because it's giving them more opportunities to lose and not get where they technically earned to go. But we're not going to go backward. There's not going to be less teams in the playoffs. There's too much money to be made with the higher number of playoff games. The, more, the bigger the TV contract you can sell, the more tickets you can sell. We're not going backwards. The, the answer to the question, what would I like to see the playoff format be? I'd like to see it be the best team in the American League versus the best team in the National League. Old school, about old the, school the days. Oldest school, mm. oldest school days. Oh. Because here's the thing. <laughs> Baseball, unlike the other sports, because of the way the playoffs have for the longest time been set up, are very much rewarding of the best teams during the regular season. You play a ridiculous gauntlet that is not present in any other sport you play every day for six months if you're the best team at the end of that like the Braves were or the Dodgers were or the Orioles were or the Rays were then good on you you get to go be competing for a championship just because you have the fifth best record in your league does not does not scream to me boy you earned it a a chance to play for a title but like I said we're not going backwards so what does baseball want it to be do they want it to be college basketball where any sort of crazy chaos can happen at any time and there's upsets all over the place. And uh, as long as you get into the dance, you've got a chance to walk away with a trophy or do they want it to be now it's getting away from this now, but what college football long was, which was you play the, the champions are determined during the regular season and then they get to play at the very end. And to me, I like the value being placed on the team that has the, that does the best during the longest test right the regular season I like to see the regular season being very highly valued but we're not going backward and this is probably not even the way it is it's probably going to jump to eight on both sides like bait like basketball and hockey is.
0: and if you made it uh like the old college football I'd be very excited to see like the White Sox claim a national championship oh sure you know, even yeah though, that was, even yeah. though they didn't win or <laughs> we were even in the, the championship game right. hey we, we were national right. champions if you look at this one number
2: because here's the thing KPW says baseball is the ultimate crapshoot but the the idea being that you're playing 162 games, this outrageously immense amount of games that is supposed to level all that crapshootness out of it and say, all right, we got the best team standing here at the end of the day. And that's what the Atlanta Braves were, right? That's what the, that's what the Dodgers and the Orioles and the Rays were. But here you go. We're, we're, sitting, uh, we're sitting here in October talking about how all those teams could be knocked out of it by the end of the LDS because of just, you know, the crapshoot part of it being what happens over a course of five games, and so uh in my opinion, I would like to see the weight being placed on the regular season, but that's not the way it's going. And so, baseball as long as well as all the other sports, by the way, NBA's got sixteen teams in the playoffs. Hockey's got sixteen teams in the playoffs. At least they did. Do they have more now? Maybe. No, they're no the same. hockey. Have more now? there's some sort of weird play no. in no, hockey. No, business? it's just
1: a
0: weird
2: no? division uh, okay. where well, they're all NBA in has the
0: a different play in. So I think, oh a, the, this, yeah. yeah, basketball's but, got yeah. a silly play. But only in the eight eight are playoffs. In the
1: playoffs. A, yeah. Okay, There's two other teams know. that get to be in the um, playoffs. But the point but, being,
2: every sport has moved toward that, that college basketball part of it where it's like, just get in and you got a chance to get hot and win it.
0: The one thing though with, with at least those two sports is they have 32 instead of 30. So I don't know if that plays in factor at all. It does because it's even and also baseball. It's still is, half
2: the
1: teams in is, the league making the playoffs. is though. one of the it things. It be more than half if you did 16 with MLB. Yeah. And that's what baseball was holding on for so long. We're like, you know, we have the gauntlet, but also we have the fewest amount of teams making our postseason than other uh, leagues. And if they go to where they're going to probably go to. And when they expand to 32, when that happens, they're going to a. Eight, team, eight teams in each league uh, playoff format. You trim w- the
2: regular season down.
1: I, man, you're speaking to the choir right here. Seriously, right? games Out. Because why are
2: you why are you making it this uh, six-month marathon if you're then going to have two months of playoffs and you're adding another marathon on top of a marathon? By the way, congrats to everybody who ran the marathon yesterday. Yeah, hey, yes.
0: congrats to especially our coworkers workers uh, Kevin Cato.
2: Kevin and, and Jared, Jared our guys, they ran yeah. the marathon. Nice. And good. you
0: can check out their uh, CHGO Marathon uh, episode. I think Sarah produced that. Uh, today, where uh, Jared and uh, Kevin talked about their experience, all 26
2: miles. I was out there yesterday, not running, obviously. I saw you had somebody who was uh, running, Yeah, my right? cousin ran. Oh. It, was, uh, it was really cool to see her out there. We joke in our family that we, are, we have genes that don't allow us to run. And she proved that wrong, so good for her. <laughs> what <go>? <laughs> are you doing? Huh? What are you doing? It? I'm standing around. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you don't eat vegetables, I don't think. No. Yeah, no. there you go. You and, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not built for running. Now, I can, I, I can walk. I could walk yeah. a marathon, no problem. Yeah, you used to say you walk from. Work I've once back walked. In the day. I've once walked 19 miles around the city in a whole day. Yeah, but it's too much. But I. But I could probably not run to the end of the block without dying.
1: Did you see the <laughs> L. Michael's thing? No. Where he was getting interviewed by um, old timey. Uh, veteran journalist is like i heard you don't eat vegetables ever in your life he's like no i don't al michaels al michaels and he's he has lived a long life yes he has and he was he was kind of like proven it's like yeah. i haven't tasted vegetables like even a, not even a carrot it was a uh, chris matthews or chris not chris matthews dead um rest in peace uh, i forgot chris, chris wallace Man- oh chris, yeah chris wallace not chris matthews chris matthews is dead Chris the Matthews. The old... Um, From
2: MSNBC, Chris Matthews. He's Ma- dead?
1: Oh, not Chris Matthews. Not that guy. He's not dead. I was thinking of <laughs> somebody else. I'm killing too many people yet. Sorry, Stop I'm mixing up my people. Chris, but it, Chris Matthews, 77, alive. Yeah. But he said he's never tasted carrots because they look... On appealing. He's like, You never even put it in your mouth. I was like, no. My parents didn't let me, didn't make me, and so I didn't, and I haven't. I was like, Baby, that is a good lesson for all you youngsters. I'm, stop eating your carrots. I'm
2: putting a I'm putting a <laughs> picture I'm putting a frame picture of Al Michaels up on the wall of my apartment. <laughs> every time my wife's like, You have to eat your vegetables, I'm like Nope, Al like Michaels says I don't. Like the it's Notre like, Dame thing. It's like, yeah, do you believe in it it miracles? On, yeah. Yes. <laughs> every time every time I walk out the door to go get some jewel-fried
1: chicken for lunch, just smack <laughs> Al Michaels' picture. Hell yeah. But the playoff <laughs> format, I think it's flawed, but it is what it is. At the beginning of the year, everybody knew this was what the playoffs were. Absolutely. The Braves did, the fans did, all these people did. And I get the bitching because you're losing now. I got it. But also, you're, you're the Baltimore Orioles. You're throwing out Kyle Braddock. Fine, good. Grayson Rodriguez, eh, tough. You're really just throwing these people out as your number one and number two. You had five days off, and you don't have a number one starter. You're complaining to us that you can't hit, who is it, Andrew Heaney. So, like, that's your fault. Mm -hmm. That's not the playoffs format's fault. So, after all this bitching it's just about you losing I guarantee you wouldn't hear a word from the Baltimore Orioles the Atlanta Braves fans or any fans if those teams would have got a game would have won one of those games that they started in the AL or NLDS but this is all about them losing and acting like they lost because of the long layoff Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers didn't lose because of long layoff they lost because Clayton Kershaw got hits lit up immediately when he stepped into the, the arena. It was terrible, and the Arizona Dynamics took advantage. And they played that team 12 times this year. Exactly. <laughs> and they, they were way up there in the top of the standings, and Arizona was still going to be there. You have an opportunity to win. Now, another game today, Dodgers, can you show up with some rest and time? You got a tough customer on the other side, and Zach Gallon's not going to be giving up too many runs. But stop complaining and win some games. The the wins are in front of you, and I get it. Baltimore's down, and now they're going to Texas, and Texas is throwing their ace. Win three games, Baltimore. That's all you got to do, win three games and stop bitching. They did it a lot during the regular season. Exactly. You, yeah. you always talk about you beat everybody, you haven't got swept. It's your chance to prove that in the with time where, where it means the most. Yeah, I Imagine if they get, the first time they get swept is in the playoffs. And bad. I will tweet out that the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles play three more games than the White Sox. Uh, Yeah, they will. Right, They're guaranteed. Only three more games oh, than only the White three Sox. More? Yeah. Yeah, that's I, it.
0: Hey, I think the biggest thing for uh, – Texas, looking back, too, is um, Montgomery and Heaney. I mean, you know, lefties being able to neutralize right-handed power um, in Baltimore, I think, is absolutely massive. And, uh, you know, I mean, they just – their rotation kind of played into that park. Um, So, I mean, that's just kind of huge for Texas. And Texas is one of those teams, like, when
1: they're hot, there's no one hotter. Um, And even former White Sox great Dane Dunning got the win the other day. Hey, there
2: Mm -hmm. you go. His second career playoff start. (laughs) Oh, my God, the first one didn't
1: go so well. (laughs) Didn't last very long. No, that's for sure.
0: golly, oof! I Maybe mean, that was I, what was the final in that game with the Oakland one. Yeah, it was. Or, like, yeah, because that was game three, right? Yeah, yeah. Was that
2: for like four three? The final score? Yeah, because yeah, I remember he, no more Mazzara so. had
1: a chance to do something versus uh, Liam Hendricks, but he didn't swing yes. the bat. Mm, shocked. Mm-hmm. You know, swinging the bat is kind of part of that. Mm. Here we go. I think that's over six right, to four. Yep, the Oakland Athletics won. Yes. Yeah. So many The White
0: Sox
2: used like hundred pitchers. In yeah, that they game. did. Yeah. Um, Matt Foster, one of those guys. Here you go. You ready? Matt Foster still. Wait, you'll shocked roster. at the number of pitchers. Even having remembering watching that game,
1: I'll say six. <laughs> no, not
2: even close. Eight. <sighs> Dane Dunning, Garrett Crochet, Aaron Bummer, Cody Hoyer, Carlos Rodon, Matt Foster, Evan Marshall, Jimmy Cordero. Alex Colome. That's just not their bullpen. That nine wasn't just pitchers. their active
1: bullpen. That's nine pitchers in nine one game. Rodon pitched in it. Yeah, yeah, he was terrible. Yeah, I forgot. He was. Remember, he wasn't he wasn't Rodon yet, and then he became Rodon the year after. Like the well, Rodon, no, I know, we, I know that, but I just I forgot that he was just even hella terrible. That's the that year. Game. That's
2: the he. Remember, he he was hurt in the whole year. Cleveland. And he yeah. came back in the last uh, week of the season in the out of the bullpen and. Ugh was a featured participant in that horrible series they had
1: in uh, against the Clevelands. Man, think about Rodon's two, uh, couple playoff appearances for the White Sox. Like, he was really good in 2021 early. And then, again, Carlos Correa ruined that again with that rope d- double down and then that was game over he was like hitting 100 early in that game mm-hmm. and then he like dialed it down to 93 because he couldn't get there again so yeah he close. was
2: jacked up for oh that game God, that <laughs> game four we were like here we go we win
1: this one we're going back to uh houston and winning the game five we did not even then i mean the
0: end of that season too he uh what had he started feeling something in his forearm because he was going up against 21
2: yeah. Yeah, remember they up, slow like played him the whole Reds game. That that game in Cleveland he was yeah. or in Cleveland, in Cincinnati. Yeah, he was awful. He only, I don't think he got out of the fourth inning in that yeah, game. No. And I think he was like
0: averaging like 91, so just not good. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll see if there's any other thoughts on the postseason after this, and then we'll jump into the CHGO diehard Hard mailbag. Um, and shout-out to uh, Ray Chevy. Are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you because Ray Chevy in Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team. Uh, we were talking uh, with the team at Ray when they joined us, and they have a pledge called the Ray Price Promise. Not Ray Price's promise, Vinny. Uh, Ray Price Promise, the Ray Price Promise is a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. We found that in many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership, asking things like, are you a recent college grad? Nope. Are you active in the military? I'm not. Are you a farmer? I'm not. Herb. Anymore.
2: You don't have urban chickens? No. <laughs>
0: my, my neighbors do. Yeah, I, I got some neighborhood chickens. Do you get you any get eggs? Into that? No. Oh. I don't know. I don't know my neighbors.
1: I just, I just oh, know, maybe that's on you. Yeah, but I hear <laughs> I, you know you walk
0: by their you walk by their fence and you hear chickens. Oh, there you go, there you go. I mean, you, you're not gonna get in that.
1: No, no, no I good. would, I would not be keeping them. Ziggy's enough. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. The dog and a chicken,
0: I guess, are different you animals. Got to feed them too. No, I'm good. Got to feed a dog. Um, anyways, it's cheap. Um,
1: <laughs> chicken feed has to be much look, cheaper. Yeah. yeah, can someone look up <laughs> the price of chicken feed? Um, I buy one bag and it's like sixty dollars, and I'm out for like months. Chicken feed, $22. Yeah, there's no way on earth. $14. Chicken feed is cheap, more expensive than dog food. The
0: organic one is 27 That's twenty six forty nine. Yeah,
1: but if you get regular, it's like I want like my 20. chickens to have the best because I would have them <laughs> laying eggs, right? Conceivably, they'll be my chickens for, you know, laying eggs, not eating because then I would just eat them all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. I don't think people raise urban chickens to eat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, um... You're not a farmer. You're not a recent college grad. You're not active in the military. Um, that's when other dealers will raise the price on you, saying the price online included limited rebates that you do not qualify for. At Ray, that is not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons to the price ever. And in fact, we're able to do everything possible to find additional savings for which you may would for which may make the price lower than you see online. As one of the top selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. And right now you'll be able to save big at Ray Chevy during their trucker treat sales uh savings event because uh-huh. it, real cool. I got it. No, it's Halloween. <laughs> yeah. It is a yeah, truck or treat uh, savings event <laughs> because
2: uh,
0: 0% <laughs> is back and now available on new Silverado trucks, the perfect tailgating vehicle. So come on into Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake and find the vehicles you've been searching for and pay, uh, and best of all, pay zero uh, hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake or res- visit uh, RayChevrolet.com. serving the community since 1963. Find new roads, truck or treat. Truck
2: or treat, love it,
0: Vinny. You got something uh, that's kind of a little trick or treat for the for the folks out there. I think
2: oh, it's, it's nope. I'm
0: so sorry. That's fine. New
2: for <laughs> new for the off season, we're spreading the uh, Take you. We're, we're spreading the ad read wealth around and. Uh, It's obviously our first day of doing that. Are you ready?
1: (laughs) Are you ready? I am ready. Game time. You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets for your next big event. Game time has fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals on all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And as we have discussed many of times, I've gone down to Atlanta last year around the Labor Day uh, area and went to the Braves Stadium. I was like, "Let's go and check out uh, game time." So I got some tickets. Then I went on their the competitors' website to see if they had a lower price, and one of them did in the same row and same section. And so I sent an email over to Game Time, and within twelve minutes, that price was matched, and the hundred and ten percent was in my deposit in my account immediately, forty six dollars to be precise. And so. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind. And that's what I have with the purchase. See and view your seats from the seat before you buy it. Know exactly what you're getting and expect when you expect to arrive. All-in prices, which I like to do because some of these uh, ticketing sites lure you in with a small price. And then when you get all the taxes and stuff added up, it's like, oh, my God, that's much more than I expected. So all-in prices show you total up front so you'll know what you're getting right before you buy the ticket. Buying tickets in seconds with two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last minute seats. I like to do that, like go a inning or two and say, mm, Let's we'll see if game time has cheaper, cheaper tickets. And those, t- those tickets do drop when the game starts. So go ahead and try that out at game time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Very nice, Herb. Not Ray it. price, promise. No, no. The Game Time. And and it's Promise. a great
0: price, not a ray price. It is a great price, great price. Uh, and two, I think that that's it, very important to make sure that you're not getting any uh, you know blocked seats. That oh there's a God. great Twitter account that goes to uh, college football stadiums and finds all of the obstructed views. And it's very nice to see you know every single part of a stadium that you know people just didn't think about when They were making it because they were like, someone might sit here or someone might not. You know, this is the Wyoming Bowl. You know, oh, I don't know, nice. I'm just making that <laughs> up. I don't think it's called the Wyoming Bowl. Um, it's War Memorial Stadium. I do know that. Uh, anyways, in Laramie. Okay, uh, let's get into uh, home of the Cowboys, home of the Cowboys, yeah, who should be ranked. Um, mm-hmm. they're good, yeah, okay, yeah, they're, they're, they've been feisty. Um, all right, let's get into Fighting Josh Allen's. <laughs> Let's get into the CHGO uh, diehard mailbag here. Um, The home of the Zavian Validais, the Fighting Zavian Validais, Brother Ice alum. Um, My first question is to Vinny Duber. I'm not a CHGO diehard, um, but this is a CHGO diehard exclusive. I mean, you are a CHGO diehard. I guess. Um, When's the next time we're going to talk to Chris Getz?
2: Sometime soon. Will it be? Hopefully. November, December, one of those two months.
0: The meetings? We will see. Okay. All right. Um, I'm just trying to think because I like I, I think the the you you wrote about the optimism even after the 101 losses at all CHGO that's your latest article, so go check that out. Um, again, I, I really don't know if I can have optimism if I don't know the budget. Like I don't know how much this team is going to spend. Like if this team is is going to you know go over 200 million, hey maybe they'll compete with the Twins. But like I mean you guys seem think the Twins are the vaunted Twins. You know this isn't the elephant in the room. This is the Twins division. Um, I mean, they they are... They didn't look
2: that vaunted until October came around.
1: I mean, the (laughs) AL Central, yes, is a bad division. And yes, the Twins aren't world beaters, but they had some separation between themselves and the Guardians and the Tigers and us as the White Sox. So, yeah, I think... When Vinny and the f- folks talk to Chris, I don't think he'll divulge the number or close to the number, but he'll say, you know, I gotta, you know, it'll be a case by case basis on who I'm we're, we're acquiring. I don't think he'll have a actual number that he'll divulge to us, but we'll see at the end of the off season, it will be obvious what his what his ceiling was because I think he has to get most of that stuff and he has to hit that ceiling where he's at because there's a lot of spots to be filled.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that answers – if if the question you were going to ask me is what is the budget going to be, I think uh, – Well, I know you don't know that. Right, but I think Herb kind of laid it out pretty perfectly, which is there's probably a lot of room for the budget to be in a number of different places based on what they're able to get done. And I think that we've talked about that in regards to other things before. You talk about are they going to be able to compete with the Twins – a good team should be able to compete with the twins, absolutely. But the White Sox, as we know, because they just lost hundred and one games, have a ways to go before they can we can consider them a good team. And so there's a difference between, you know, can they catch the twins in one offseason and how close are they gonna get to being the kind of team that could catch the twins in one offseason? So there's a lot obviously to be determined, I think, to answer you, you know, to address your question, to address anybody else's question about What's the budget going to be? What are they going to be able to do from a competitive standpoint next year? We don't know, and we're not going to know until the pieces are in place.
0: But isn't isn't the reason why Chris gets is in this position is because he likely sold Jerry Reinsdorf on a ability to you know get results quickly? I
2: mean, that's yeah. What Jerry but what said. does quickly mean? I mean, Jer- Jerry said he's he de- the fans deserve. Jer- Jerry said he speed. expects the team to be much better next year. That's what he said. There's a lot of room for improvement when, you, when you lose a hundred. Boy, wins. is there? Yes, but I think the I think seventy-five the, wins. Here we listen, go. I think I think again. I think it's to be determined the realist how realistic it is for it to turn around in one off season. Um, there are people who are optimistic that it will because their job is to try to field the competitive team, and they don't. They're not going to walk into it assuming they're going to fail to do that. Uh, but I would say that it's going to take an awful lot for them to be. Competing for a division title next year, but they play in a division where it probably takes less than it would in every other division, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: I know we poo-poo 75 wins. That's a 14-game improvement. (laughs) <laughs> it's a fourteen win improvement. Yeah, but what
0: what does it get you? Like no, it doesn't get place? you anywhere. But that's what I'm saying. Like they need like a thirty win if improvement. They, if
1: they go to seventy five wins, I won't be satisfied. I'd be like mm, you played a little bit better than that shit you played in 2023, but we still got a lot to go. Like they gotta win fourteen more games, and for us, like that's still not enough.
2: There, that's the, terrible. There has not been anybody who has said uh, employed for the whites with the White Sox. I should say that they are going to be a can tending team next year right specifically next year i think there's a lot of people over there that think it can happen quickly but quickly is also the alternative to what they just did which is something that took six seven years for them well, to get from all the way torn down to all the way built
1: back up Do you think their language and their vagueness gives them some plausible deniability the words quickly get up and running um i think chris can do the job type of things. I mean, like it's, it's like so jerry next year can be like you know, I said quickly. I didn't say next year. No, I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that doesn't really
2: matter that much. Mm-hmm. White Sox fans want to see them win and win immediately, and that's a fine—it's uh, a fine thing to think and want when you're a fan. I'm the one who's here to tell you what is realistic and what isn't. But but you guys can think, yeah, they should be better next year. They should be a lot better next year. They should be trying to compete next year. I think that's a very reasonable thing to think when you're a fan. Um, I don't think they're out here selling anything to anybody other than we think we it, we think it can come along quicker than the alternative. Right. Which is vague, but I don't think they're being vague on like to try to trick anybody. Trickers, okay. yeah. so <laughs> I can,
1: so. I can just come back next time. Like, mm, we didn't well, say all
2: what you're
0: saying. Well, there's definitely levels to all of like what each person's saying, too. Like, I don't think there's one consistent message because Jerry's saying like the fans deserve, you know, speed. Chris said he's doing a deep dive and really isn't sure. He wants a short and a long term plan. And. You know, maybe they'll be competitive for the division next year. Um, and I think Gene Watson was the only one to be like, eh, we'll see. Like we well, said, I,
2: we're not gonna put a timetable on it. Uh, it hey, smart, but, thank you but for, I think thank you I think all of those things are non-specific enough where those Venn diag there is a Venn diagram where all those things could overlap with each other, right? And it doesn't mean it's gonna be next year, but maybe it means it'll it would be twenty-five. Maybe if they surprise and can cross everything off their to-do list this Oof. winter, it can be next year. Maybe they don't cross everything off the to-do list, but all of a sudden Moncada and Jimenez and TA and Vaughn uh, and Robert are all healthy at the same time and playing well. And the, it's not as big of a, uh, you know, the thing that everybody envisioned finally comes around. And it's like, oh, look, they, it, they're doing what they've <laughs> <It> fa- <happened. laughs> they, they look, they're finally doing it. So um, I'm not saying any of those things are going to happen, but they're all possibilities and they're all have a great effect on when, if you're looking for a date that this thing could get back to being competitive um, could be.
0: And I, I do bring it up just because uh, MLB trade rumors.com did uh, file a piece uh, writing about the White Sox and the outlook for this off season. Uh, and the ending remark is at least the, at least a competent 2024 White Sox team would seem to need a catcher second baseman right fielder, three starting pitchers and multiple relievers. They needed Robert to stay healthy again. And most of the holdovers need to improve upon 2023 as daunting as that sounds. The white Sox could reasonably add around 75 million in 2024 without increasing their payroll. If gets is given that level of spending power, he'll at least have a chance to remake the team in his image over the winter. So we'll see again, how much money uh, he is allowed to spend. Uh, and that was from uh, Tim Dirks of MLB Uh, MLBtraderumors.com. uh Again, I mean, if they're, I I do think that the Brian Bannister hire signals that they're likely going to bargain bin shop, uh, at least on the pitching side. Um, But for hitters, again, it's pretty thin market and a lot of it depends on Tim Anderson, too. I mean, that's like $14 million right there. I think, uh, you know, it's him or Elvis Andrews. So, hey. You know, uh, we've seen how both of those guys have gone. And uh, I think I think it's worth probably giving Tim a shot. And we'll see what happens with the uh, the Liam Hendricks option as well. Um, Let's get into some of the CHGO diehard uh, questions. Uh, We'll answer those and then we'll get into another ad break. I think we got two after the break. But uh, why don't we go to Ian's question uh, where he goes into uh, the Orioles? Because you guys brought up. Or I think her brought up uh, Kyle Bradish uh, and mm-hmm. Grayson Rodriguez as the game one and game two starters for the Orioles, maybe being the reason why they're down two no two o to the Rangers. But uh, are the Orioles regretting not trading for Dylan now from uh, Ian Robo uh, nrchgo die, diehard Discord uh, thoughts?
1: Regret no, but they do need a front line number one and they might not have saw Dylan Ceases that as at the time they were trading him. He was not Then this year only I think at the end was he showing that he was back to 2022 form but I think this offseason could be an important one if the Orioles do get swept where their fan base and their team is going to be like okay we made it 100 wins and we had a great year We won the AL East, where it wasn't expected but still had a limiting factor when we got to the playoffs. We need a top line starter with All these prospects we have, they're not going to be on the field, so we need to trade some of them away to get a top-line guy, and we believe we can get Dylan Cease for a bargain and come back at the White Sox and see if they can get uh, that trade going again. But, yeah, I don't think they're regretting it as an organization. Maybe some of the fans who were probably at the time like, yeah, we need to get a guy like Dylan Cease, especially when he's uh, available and available for a cheaper price than usual is they're probably chirping on uh, Twitter right now. But I think this offseason is very important for the Orioles, and maybe they're a little bit more desperate if they do get swept and maybe the White Sox and Chris Getz, who was like, you know what? We're supposed to be competing quickly. Trading away Dylan Cease puts a hindrance to that. But also, I think it could start a team's rebuild, which the White Sox should be doing, quicker if you get some of those Orioles prospects they have. They're not going to get the top of the top, the Jackson holidays of the world. You can forget about those, but you can get some solid players that are helping the Orioles right now on their major league team, and you can probably build this team up quicker and more efficiently offensively if you do trade Dylan Cease. I think it'll be very, very hard for Chris Getz and the boys to – let a pitcher like that with years to go on his deal go to the Orioles no matter what. But I think uh, it'll be, it'll be an interesting off if if the Baltimore Orioles get swept because they'll be looking for a top line starter because like I said, Kyle Bradish had a great year. Grayson Rodriguez is the future. But if you get Dylan Cease, then you're cooking with gas. I
2: mean, the O's probably wish they had him right now, but uh, I don't know if you regret not making the specific deal that they were dealing with at the time, right? It's not just like it was a, it was uh Hey, you want Dylan Cease, you can have him for whatever you want kind of thing. Yeah. Like It's not like it was that. I'm sure Rick Hahn, who was, who was still running the show at the time, was asking for a ton, mm-hmm. um, and rightfully so, because of what, what Dylan was and still could be. Um, so I think the Orioles are probably happy that they have the guys that it would have cost them to get Dylan Cease because it probably helped them get to where they are in the, uh, uh, in the first place here or helped them continue to be set up for long-term success. I mean, remember, this is the goal excuse me, of all of these type of projects. And the Orioles are the latest team to kind of seemingly pull it off in successful fashion. These rebuilding efforts, the idea is to stay good. It's not just to be good once it's to be good for a long, long time. And uh, if they hung on to a bunch of young players that can help them accomplish that goal, then they're probably happy they did that.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, Jared's asking, what was it that they offered for cease again? We don't know. Uh, the rumor was Jackson holiday. I think as you brought up, um, I wanted Grayson Rodriguez. If the white Sox were going to trade Dylan cease, no deal was done. So we're not really sure what that was, um, what what that trade would have ended up looking like. I don't think the Orioles and especially the way that we saw that their owner acted with Kevin Brown. I don't know if this team is ever out for going and making a splash like that. They seem to be, Let's try to do this all from grassroots efforts. And they've done a fantastic job. I mean, hey, 101 wins uh, by doing that. I mean, there isn't really a huge superstar on that team that isn't homegrown. Uh, mm-hmm. Santander's been there for eight plus years. Adley was their first overall pick. Gunner is blasting home runs, even though they're down 11 5. And uh, he's been great. I mean, I guess like Aaron Hicks, but he was a cast off from the Yankees. Like, I mean, truly, a lot of their guys are. Mullins
1: for them, too? Yeah, Mullins was. I think I don't know if he was drafted by them, but they got uh, John Means back at the end of the year, who was their their uh, top starter back in the day when they were just rebuilding, and he finally came back from uh, Tommy John. He got you know shut down again. Poor guy. Uh, yeah, thirteenth round for Mullins.
0: Yeah, in twenty fifteen. So um, I mean, you know, they, they've just done a fantastic job of you know taking what they have and making the most out of it. Um, so I really don't think that you know them giving up what they're able to usually get the most out of in their own players that they've scouted. I don't think it really seems like their MO to give up those players for a guy like Dylan C. So, I mean, they're probably fine with their Kyle Bradishes and you know, if they're able to make it back to the playoffs <laughs> next year, I think they're going to be happy. I mean, they're still in the playoffs.
1: That's true. You are kicking them out already.
0: They got one game in Texas, at least you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, again, Ken Rosenthal saying it's all unfair. Um, it's us uh, <laughs> Let's get into... Did you
2: read what he said? His lead was all about how like the reason all these teams are losing is not because of the playoff format. He did the thing I, I always did. do and then get yelled at for. Oh. <laughs> like acknowledging that like, yeah, it's... I'm obviously happened. not saying it's unfair, but let's take a look as if it, as if it were. I'm just saying, I you don't need to crush it. him. You don't yeah, need no, to crush him. It? No, didn't wow, did. You didn't read it? I didn't read it. Wow, you didn't read it. Unbelievable. I didn't read it.
0: I shared it in our in our in our group chat, but I didn't read it. I'll I'll, I'll point a thumb. Uh, all right, let's uh, take an ad break. Uh, I want to let you know about our friends over at Circus Sportsbook. Uh, I saw uh, Cody got the hoodie, and now I'm regretting not going out. Uh, to their event. I'm guessing that's where Cody got the, the Circa hoodie. I'm pretty jealous. Got
1: that there. The um, the tailgate. The Circa people were at our tailgate. We have one this Sunday too. So they'll be out there. At least they were at the first two. So you can go out and get yourself a t-shirt and or hoodie. And you got to go find a hoodie. Um, shout out to Circa Sportsbook though. Uh, they have just launched
0: in Illinois, uh, I believe it was like the end of September, right? It was like the yeah. last week, I think, of September. Um, they officially launched here in Illinois. So go sign up and download the app. You can go to your app store, whether it be Android or, or iPhone, and, and download it there. You can also go to circusportscom slash Illinois app to sign up today. Uh, you can also be on the lookout for any of those Circa events, like when they open up. Uh, and had their official party uh, at the temporary in Waukegan uh, where Brian Erlacher was uh, at the old crow one in Wrigleyville the day before Curtis Granderson was there. Curtis Granderson was there. Uh, any of our tailgates, especially the two that are coming up on the 15th and 22nd of October. Uh, so again, download the circus sports uh, Illinois app today at circusportscom Illinois app to sign up. Uh, they have great customer service. And again, uh, their biggest thing that they want to, you know, tell you about um is games will strive to be a minus one ten split on the circa menu unlike other sports book which may use it minus one fifteen or minus one twenty uh and circa keeps as little money as possible on large market bets uh especially compared to other books uh to keep those numbers down for you. Uh so if you are trying to find the best number possible it is highly, highly likely that circa has the best number. And if they don't, they encourage you to cir- uh shop around. So uh go to uh, uh circa slash Illinois dash app. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, uh, call 1-800-GAMBLER 1-800-426-2537 or text GMB 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Vinny, I mentioned the tailgates.
2: You did! It's true! Do you have any info on that? Boy, do I, Sean. You know that there are some CHGO tailgates coming up. I do. The Bears, they're playing games against the Minnesota Vikings and the Las Vegas Raiders both on the next two Sundays. And we've got Tailgate's for you. So come on down to the best tailgate in the city. Uh, it's all part of the experience that we offer here uh, at CHGO. <laughs> you get a discount on that if uh, you're a diehard. So why not become a CHGO diehard? If you're listening, you know we do the podcasts. We, You know we do the live shows, uh, you know, for the White Sox five days a week. But guess what? We've also got them for the Bears and the Bulls and the Blackhawks and the Cubs as well if you're someone who wants to know about all sides of Chicago baseball, uh, you know, and then we've got the writing on the, uh, on the website as well, mm-hmm. allchgo.com. Sean teased my thing uh, that I got up there now about the new front office hires. But, hey, go, we'll, go read Will Gottlieb on the Bulls. Go read uh, Adam Hogan, uh, Nick Moriano on the Bears. A lot of bear stuff going on. You want to be up to date on that, so go ahead. You get twenty percent off of the events if you're a diehard. You know, you get the uh, you get the uh, free shirt when you become a member. Mm-hmm. You're wearing a sweatshirt right now. Yes, there's this a sweatsh- diehard exclusive. exclusive. But there's but there's Chicago or there's White Sox ones too for our CHGO White Sox uh, garb if that's what you'd like to wear. You can join the Discord. You already had one question today from our uh, from our mailbag. That's where you ask us mm-hmm. those questions. Is in that members only Discord. So and you can get uh, you can get your hands on all the shirts you can possibly handle for all the teams. Guys, it's basketball season now, hockey season coming up. Post-game shows. We're going to have Jay, we're going to have Greg, we're going to have Mario doing post-game shows on every
1: Connor Bedard game from here on out. Hockey Jesus. Yeah, they're going to uh, to Pittsburgh for Tuesday night's game. That's, That's tomorrow. tomorrow. The lid lifter.
2: <laughs> the lid lifter. Ooh. All right, thanks, Danny Mac. Raise your raise <laughs> raise your hands to the crossbar and celebrate the Hawks being back. Uh, but yes, allchgo.com. That's where you want to go to check out all the information to become a diehard and uh, enjoy all that allchgo has to offer. Great
0: job, Vinny. Thank uh, you. And we'd love to see you join the diehards today and especially join that Discord. Uh, whenever we do have uh, Mondays, we open up the mailbag. Uh, so we'll get to more questions in just a sec. Also want to let you know about our friends over at FOCO. Uh, we have some great bobbleheads behind here uh, to help uh, fill out the set. You know, it would be lonely if that that kind of back area wasn't full out. Sometimes we move the bobbleheads up here on the, the front table as well. But shout out to FOCO for donating those awesome pieces to our sets. Go show them some love at FOCO.com. That's FOCO.com, or click the link in the description below for all non presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Get fit in the best, best sports gear around at FOCO.com. They have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between that you need to be uh, the most decked out fan possible. Again, uh, hockey and basketball season are here, so go check out FOCO selection at FOCO.com. Click the link in the description below for all non presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off, as we always like to bring up an item that is uh now on uh is not on pre-sale is the andrew benatendi arkansas
2: razorback bobblehead uh, so go. if you're looking to no white Sox bobblehead collection is complete without it that's what i say
0: he's a he's a 75 million dollar man i mean come on
2: i mean and, it's very but it won't niche. cost you that much to get that bobblehead that's true yeah it's a fraction it. of the price yeah <laughs> a fraction uh you
0: could right. afford a few we'll put it that
1: way yeah
0: you could buy out The Foco uh, stockhold of the the Ben attendee Arkansas bobbleheads. I mean, you can make an army of Ben attendee Arkansas bobbleheads. Let's get into the next diehard questions. Um, Honestly, Sarah, you pick. Dealer's choice. (laughs) There's two more. (laughs) You pick. I don't even know. Pressure's on, Sarah. All right, we're going Gary. So Gary is a Cubs fan. Uh, Gary is also an Indiana fan. And uh, Gary is usually hanging out with us in our Big Ten chats, yep. uh, and usually trolling us, or at least specifically Greg Bragg's because Greg is a Purdue fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gary uh, is getting involved in the White Sox
2: Mailbag Monday, saying he's, when he's, is Bummer he's strapped on his candy stripe warm ups, yes, and he's <laughs> typing out about the White and Sox and he's
0: throwing uh, his the proverbial chair into the mm, Mailbag Monday. There you go, uh, and saying when is Bummer being traded to the Cubs? Uh, this is from Gary Ross, eighteen. Uh, I don't
1: I th- I think
0: Aaron Bummer is gonna be a a guy that Brian Bannister thinks is a a nice shiny piece I know fans really dislike uh, Aaron Bummer but uh, a lot of nerdy fans really uh you know promote the outlying numbers for Aaron Bummer uh, the analytical numbers for Aaron Bummer um, how usually his FIP uh, what is fielding independent pitching is usually a lot lower than his actual ERA because he's got a lot of bad defense
1: last year's I feel like he's going to be the apple of Brian Bannister's eye like it was a six ERA last year I believe in this FIP was in the threes so yeah and before he gave up that home run or the first home run this year late in the year and then he gave up a bunch after that his FIP was very low and people were like okay just get him some defense behind him and as you were saying Brian Bannister is going to see him and the fact that the White Sox don't really have a lot more left-handed relievers they have Garrett uh, Crochet back there also but we don't know his role as of right now but I think he'll be solidly on the White Sox rotation and of course he doesn't make that much money a good Quality contract for him when they signed it a long time ago. If he performs to the level that they thought that he was, it'll be a bargain a discount. Now, there's no, I don't think there's any benefit to trading Aaron Bummer. I got what you want. I, he, I hear what you want. You want a nice, solid top of the, a, a top of the, um, or back into the bullpen type of guy like Aaron Bummer for cheap because he's struggling right now. But Gary, you're gonna have to wait because we don't got those guys for you. Because Brian Banner's gonna fix him up, and then maybe at trade deadline you get Brian Banner when we're ten games behind the Minnesota Twins.
2: Gary's a uh, Indiana fan. Yeah, yeah, sadly. So here's what I'll ask Gary. Here's what I'll ask Gary if uh, the White Sox give up Aaron Bummer. Who 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 is going to pitch out of the back end of the bullpen because they do not have anybody back there? Thank you, Herb. Um, they do not have anybody back there right now. It's basically Bummer and Crochet, and who knows if uh, if Gregory Santos is even healthy at the moment? Oh, I forgot um,
1: my guy Tan too.
2: Shut down at the end. Shut down at the end of the uh, season. You'll remember with Gregory Santos, who was before that cross series supposed to be the closer moving into next season. Right now, they have no closer. And they traded away all their guys who made up a, at the time, conf- confidence-inspiring back end of a bullpen, right? Yeah. The veteran guys they had had that had that done the job before. They, don't, they got rid of all those guys. And so now there's nobody back there. And if we're talking about all offseason, how badly they need starting pitching. Man, they need to put somebody in that rotation because there's nobody past Cease and Kopec to get the job done. Well, you can't have a bullpen that's just Aaron Bummer and Garrett Crochet and then... That's it. And just throw in guys from AAA and say, well, I hope this works. I mean, they're going to need to go out and get a couple of arms if they think that they're going to compete this year. They're going to need to get a couple of arms for that bullpen. They can. They are not in a position where they can afford to trade Aaron Bummer right now, as bad as the numbers were last year. I think you're right, Sean, in that they will throw all their resources, uh, uh, new and otherwise, at being able to kind of get him back to where he was. But he's experienced, and he's got experience in those high-leverage moments The White Sox don't really have anybody else that fits that description. Garrett Crochet a little, but not a ton because his innings have been pretty low over the last couple of years. They need Aaron Bummer to, I know it's going to sound crazy to people who were complaining uh, because of the horrible numbers he put up last year. They're going to need him to kind of anchor things back there, at least with what they got right now.
0: And I don't think the numbers are that bad, especially when we've talked about Brian Bannister and what we've seen from the Giants is they like to use their pitchers a lot. Right, they like to use, you know, guys for multiple innings and we heard I think in the middle of the year that they wanted to use Bummer in more multiple inning roles. Let's look at how he performed in 2023 when pitching more than a, uh, an inning and a third. Uh oh, that's weird. 27 innings in total, 6 earned runs, that's a 2 ERA, 35 Ks and 7 walks. He was really good. Oh, that's shocking. Uh Aaron Bummer, I know has been like very horrendous at times to watch and when it's bad it's bad, but he is so Unique and hard for people to pick up that this is going to be a guy that Brian Bannister is probably like drooling over to work over and and we hear the issues I think even going back to 2021 or 2022 when Ethan Katz and uh, Bummer were working on uh, the way the ball was coming out of Bummer's hands like it's just very hard for Bummer to replicate his grip each and every time because it's so unique for him and once he's finally settled in and locked in I mean he he can be untouchable so I I get the the perception of bummer being down but this is a guy that is extremely unique and can be there's a reason they signed him to a five-year extension is what I'm trying to say and I, I do think that if you have an improved defense around him Um, maybe that doesn't matter because he can strike out all four or four guys he goes up against, but like the ground balls, you know, he induces a ton of ground balls. He doesn't get hit, you know, massively hard. And we really did see that kind of like be a little shaky as you brought up in in Wrigley and and getting taken deep by Nick Madrigal. Um, but overall, like he's going to be on the team next year. And I think that he can be a very valuable piece still.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, his problem was the same as we saw from several other White Sox pitches this year. Don't walk, guys. Don't give up home runs. It's okay if the if the ground balls sneak through. Frustrating? Sure. But it's okay. You did your job. You got the ground ball. Don't walk, guys. Don't give up home runs. That's not doing your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's what they need absolutely. to fix. It sounds easy. Much easier said than done, obviously. Uh, and I don't
1: yeah. know what the inherited <laughs> runners were, but I think that's half of the thing where White Sox fans are down on him from last year, where he was just giving up runs that he came in and, you know, didn't clean up the inning. And then, like I said, I – I don't know the exact number. It was a 6 ERA, but the FIP was down low. And it was like, all right, he pitched much better than the numbers say, but the traditional numbers are what people are going to go by. And what they anecdotally saw is like him giving up runs that weren't necessarily his. And so he was uh, vilified for that in 22. And in 2023. oh, man, it compounded itself. And he was persona, persona non grata for the White Sox fans. What would you get from him right now anyways? He's at the lowest part of his... Uh, value right now even though he has a great contract
0: well but that's the thing is you know brian banister has talked about you know when guys are have a bad year that's when he likes to come in and try to help them it's sweet spot a uh, uh, flip step over the sweet spot for sweet him spot. baking good cakes um <laughs> and but too, like again doing a lot of that
1: yeah <laughs> I, I saw that in your article <laughs>
0: the, the final numbers on bummer uh for when he was uh pitching more than one and one third in a game uh 27 innings pitch six earned runs 14 hits seven k's or seven walks, thirty-five Ks. Uh, so striking nice. out more than uh, you know a batter an inning. Uh, his WHIP is uh, well under one, uh, and you know his ERA is two uh, for for those twenty-seven innings. So he was extremely effective in those those positions. So um, again, I think there is somebody uh, of value uh, that the that the White Sox have in their their bullpen. Um, and KPW, is that what you're pointing at? Yeah, uh, six seventy-nine ERA with a three fifty-eight FIP. What? Yeah. Woof! Um, all right, let's get to the final question, and this is from AJ, um, and AJ always has a very fun and, and creative question. So shout out to AJ! Uh, it's Baseball Kid in our CHGO Discord uh, saying, if you could add one feature or amenity to Guaranteed Rate Field for the rest of its lifespan, what would it be? No body scanners opening the concourse to 500-level ticket holders uh, or turning the stadium north to feature the skyline. So thank you, AJ, if you for you have question. Like,
2: you know, if you have a telescope. Yeah,
1: if you have a telescope and <laughs> the ability to raise it off the ground. Um, of course, I'm going to borrow from my guy, Rami Makhlouf. Put a roof on it. Every game will be played it can be retractable i know it would be tough to retrofit the building but put a roof on the on the stadium and i know you're not going to necessarily get final fours at guaranteed rate field because it's too small a place but more concerts get every game that you go to will be played no matter what that would be my thing for guaranteed rate field because i don't think much more you can do for that stadium the food's good the beer's good the atmosphere, for the most part, when you're at the game and the tailgating, awesome. But I don't think anything else, in my opinion, you can really do to improve that stadium unless you just wreck it and build a new one.
2: Herb is going far too uh, <laughs> far too serious with this question. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> as we know from
2: previous episodes, the answer to making baseball stadiums better is to make them as silly and goofy as possible. So something wacky, obviously bring back the goose head. That goes without saying. I'm not even going to count that. But... You know, some sort of something like maybe the home run sculpture in Miami, down in Miami. Maybe you turn that into a thing with spinning socks on it. That sounds good. Um, maybe I mean, that's you, kind of the exploding scoreboard. Well, yeah, hmm. but it's not really exploding. It doesn't explode. It does. Maybe at the end of every year, they should actually explode. I'm not against that one. <laughs> and here's something that I did. Here's something that, oh, here's a good one. Might you know, in, a lot of- instead of rally towels, every f- fan when they walk in the stadium just gets a big, long, white tube sock. Wave it the whole game. From April all the way to the end of the year. Boom, oh that's a thing. God. Make it a thing, right? Yeah. It's great. And then here's something that I thought when I read that question for the first time was color, right? The, the structure of guaranteed Rate field mm-hmm. because of the colors of the team. It's black and gray and, and kind of dull, right? The reason Wrigley Field looks kind of so good when you're sitting and looking out at the game is the green on the outfield, Right. right. Let's let's jazz it up. Let's use those pinwheels. Let's put those pinwheels all over the place. Let's let's get some brighter colors in there, some pops. Yeah, they even got the red brick, too, which is different than just, like, a green
0: padded wall. So, like, I mean, that that also, I think, helps the Wrigley aesthetic. Um, but, but also, too, like, I just don't understand why Guaranteed Ray Field took all the retired players off the wall. That was very cool. That was very unique. It wasn't, like, silly like you're bringing up, but still it was, like, you know,
2: unique to that ballpark. I don't understand why they took that down. Here's a way to make it silly. You actually put the the living players in like a little penalty box out behind the the fence. So instead of just a drawing of Frank Thomas, Frank just gets to sit there and wave the whole
0: game. Like like (laughs) instead of um, (laughs) you know, like when Bruce Wayne has all his like uh his his uh, costumes up in like the glass boxes, like yeah, yeah, you used to have your Frank Thomas just like up
1: in a glass box watching the game, Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, if That's we're getting fun. silly, yeah, and the 500 level, you really can't go down to the 100 level. So, for if you've ever been up to the 500 level after a game, you got to do that whole death march or the circle down to the bottom floor. Skip that. We're doing those airplane, inflatable like uh, ladders down, and so you get to slide out of the 500 mm, level, that's each 500 level. Yeah. Like, I we're still st- want a pool. I know we're all getting sued because people are going to get hurt, but let's do it. You want what? A
0: pool. I said oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah I've D-backs been thing. saying. thing. Come on. No, I know, and I've said this before on this show where I think that's like the coolest idea, and I would, I would absolutely utilize it. I think it would be like if you just get a bunch of drunk people, everyone's like a big pool party, like right by where the bleachers of are. Right by where the bleachers are, like at Wrigley, you'd put a pool there, but at, guaranteed field. I, I think that you, you're onto something. This was actually going to be my answer. Um, the CIBC fan deck. Turn that into a pool, because then you, it's it's like a, it's a pool, but then you You have mean like the, the
1: fundamentals deck? No, you're nothing in the center field. The you center know, field. center field. the and we
0: can
2: add a water slide too. So we'll incorporate your
0: idea, and like we'll do. we <laughs> just do goes like to a the whole center thing. field. Yeah. Here's a cool.
2: better idea. If Herb gets his wish, and they put a roof on the stadium, mm-hmm. instead of just having a shower in the outfield concourse. It's just one big shower. Socks win. Rain. Shower. Awesome.
0: They'll be perfect. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, you're talking about if there's a dome? Yeah. yeah. Like, if we're, we were all, like, veg- well, I guess you don't know this because you don't eat vegetables. When you go to the grocery store, yeah. I've been to, so keep, I've to, been them, to, to the like, Jewel. Yeah, Come to, on. like, keep them fresh. Yeah. They, like, put, they spray, like, water on they them. They spritz them, yeah, yeah. I'm aware, yeah. That would be the people at the game. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. Thank you to Sarah Fichter for producing the show. That's Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. He's got a piece about Chris Getz and optimism. If you haven't read it, go check it out at allchgo.com. And the man in the middle is Herb bones. You can follow him at EcknerWall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. Follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We'll be back tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Uh, for... I mean I guess it's Connor Bedard's debut, but and we're a White Sox podcast, but that's tomorrow, so get excited. Goodbye.